Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. I am Ryan Foose. I'll be acting as the quarterback for this episode. Uh, most likely acting as more of a Deshaun Kaiser quarterback situation where a few jokes will go over everyone's head. I'll be scrambling around most of the time, but somehow get a little playtime. Joining me is Dan Finn. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to the Deshaun Kaiser 20-minute podcast. Absolutely. At what point in the game uh, against the Ravens did you start focusing on your drinking more than your football watching? I'm pretty sure it was play two. That was a boring game. Ugh. As, as much as we're trying to analyze it, uh, that was hard to get through. Uh, completing this podcast trio is Josh Gibbs. Hello, Josh. How are we doing, Foose? If you could sum up that game in one word, what would it be? Oh, I wanted to turn it off after the first series, honestly. <laughs> But yeah. one word, uh, disgraceful. <laughs> Sloppy. <laughs> I, I think around the first end of the first quarter, I questioned whether I really wanted to spend another hour and a half with it. Uh, but that being said, this podcast finished the game with the same amount of tackles as Fackrell. So we did it, boys. We absolutely <laughs> did it. We are and, in. We are and in. And on Gary combined. Rayshon Gary yeah. and Fackrell. <laughs> So, which actually, I guess that brings us into the first topic. What do we make of this linebacker group? I know it's changed around a lot since last year, both in terms of injuries. Matthews heading West Coast. Fackrell, who we just uh, talked about, was the sack leader, who has been an absolute no-show this preseason. What do you make of him? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of unknowns in this year's defense, um, and it's quite staggering. And I'm, I was, I was telling Dan beforehand, like I, I'm starting to worry. Uh, there. there there's a lot of athleticism across our linebacking crew. Um, you know, Bolton Crawford summers for the inside young guys, you know, very athletic. They seem to be smart. They're picking up the defense fast. It seems like, um, and they seem to be in the right spots. Um, you know, the pass coverage from those guys are also a uh, very, uh, it, it's, it's improved, uh, for our linebacking core. Um, but Bolton and Summers, they're saying that, you know, they're the top ones to start next to Martinez. And I just don't know if those guys have starter talent. Um, I, I view them more as backups. Um, yeah, they'd be a nice, like, fourth and fifth inside linebacker crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I, I just don't see them starting. So this is my pitch to Dan since he's a Notre Dame fan. You know, I was thinking maybe a Manti Teo uh, pickup here uh, might be warranted uh, to help out you know, as a second go-to inside linebacker. Yeah, you know, I actually heard that on a different podcast earlier today as a possible uh, reinforcement of the troops up the middle. And obviously, I would love uh, Manti Teo, any Notre Damer, looking good in the green and gold. He's had a serviceable NFL career. Obviously, nothing like his uh, collegiate accolades would have made us thought, but uh, could definitely shore up the defense as a second or third inside linebacker. And we got eight mil from Mike Daniels uh, just riding the pine right now. So I'm sure we got the room and the salary cap to sign him. Do you think we could sign him or that he'd be okay relationship wise with Ty Summers, considering that Ty tackled his girlfriend nine times in the first half of this last game? <laughs> I, I think they could totally pull that off. I, I mean, uh, he, he's probably had others sack, you know, his girlfriend. So I don't, I don't think the girlfriend would be able to hide in Green Bay. So it wouldn't be hard to locate her this time around. 
Is it weird that I, I I came into this season kind of feeling the same way about Clay Matthews as I did Mike McCarthy, that I was happy for his time here, but I thought his, it was right to go? But how, how many games do you think Clay Matthews has missed in the last five years? Yeah, I would guess like 15, 10, 15, 10. Yeah, games. mine would be double digits probably too. I believe it's only six. He, I wow. know that there was that one season he played 12 games and he only started nine. It was little, but he's legitimately played an overwhelming amount. And it just makes you think of, I think it was time, but it would be nice to just kind of have him there as a certainty of at least there's something of, of known entity there. But you know, you know what we were coming to expect with the Clay Matthews pass rush of the last two years, though, was Clay Matthews was going to fly in and maybe make the quarterback adjust his drop back or pivot within the pocket. But there was no one there to pick it up. Kenny Clark yeah. was, has been emerging as a as a push mm-hmm. up the middle, right? But there's no one off the edge. There's no other lineman that's cleaning up Clay Matthew overrunning the quarterback, which was happening a thousand times a game. Yeah, and I think I think we'll get that back this year with the Smith brothers. I I mean they in the few things that I've seen from them, they are honing in the edge and holding the edge. You know, from runners getting outside. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do as opposed to just a sprint run at the quarterback. So. For sure. I, I do think that's one thing Rashawn Gary has been good at so far. Uh, and, and some of the quotes coming out from LaFleur and the coaching staff have been saying they're not worried about the lack of statistical production because they're asking them to focus on some on some specific things. They obviously didn't dive into details, but I think one of the big keys has been holding the edge in the run game. He's in on every play. He's not making the tackles, but he's causing some pass rushes as well. And to that note, you know, while we're talking pass rush, I, I do feel like it's something that this year we'll be able to trust – that, you know, when it's third and nine, we're not just looking at number 52 from last year, Clay Matthews trying to make a play. We've got the Smiths on the outside, Gary and Clark up the middle. Uh, there can be a rush coming from any angle with this new defense, and that's something that's that's a fresh take for a Packers yeah, fan. The, the inside linebackers have been lining up a lot more on the line of scrimmage in the preseason, too. Like, they are right there, right behind the defensive tackles, sometimes awesome. rushing, sometimes not. Uh, I'm sort of liking the different looks, though. Um, It'll be Big interesting time. to see what they do. Big time. The more you can cause confusion and accidentally free up the guy you intended to pass rush, uh, you know, make it as easy as possible on these guys. Yeah. And I, I know this is kind of woulda, coulda, shoulda territory, but I can't help but think back two years ago how giddy we all were at the thought of TJ Watt staying uh, home to play for the Packers. Uh, uh, and if you look at just last moment season, of silence for what could have been. Yeah. TJ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> TJ last season had 13 sacks, which obviously would have led the Packers. But I think the category that almost gets kind of hidden in that is that he had six forced fumbles. And the Packers, as a team last year, had 11. And they're consistently in probably the bottom fifth of the NFL every single year. And I think that goes back to what we've discussed in the beginning is bad tackling. You you don't have the opportunity to get those loose balls. Uh, but Hey Dan, so we didn't get TJ Watt. Who do we, uh, trade down for? Ooh, let me tell you about the hotness that we got out of that trade. <laughs> you know, that, that was the re the way every Packer fan sort of justified that trade, right? Was we're moving back a couple spots. What's the big deal? We get Kevin King. Uh, so I'll dive into him in a second. He's been a, a solid player when healthy. We'll dive into that. Uh, but the, the second draft pick that we picked up turned into, a Badger, who maybe every Packer fan was thinking, well, well, hey, the Badgers were forcing pressure off of both sides, so Vince Beagle must be a great Packer, future Hall oh, of Famer. Right? Oh, no. uh, I know he's down in New Orleans now. I don't know about his production down there, but he's not even on the team. So uh, instead of T.J. Watt's uh, historic pace that he's on, 
which I had a stat up on my browser, which is now malfunctioning. So I apologize. But uh, he had this crazy stat. It was something like 25 sacks in his first, not 17 games, maybe it was 17 sacks in his first 25 games. And since 2000, there's only been six other players to do that. And it put him in the company of the Sean Merrimans, the Von Millers, the Clay Matthews. I oh, believe wow. I believe Khalil Mack was another. There was only six guys that have done that. And TJ Watts, one of them. So these guys are, I mean, we're talking future Hall of Famers, the, the majority of them, right, if not all of them. And we could have had that. Instead, our secondary uh, has some weak spots, and part of that is an ongoing hamstring injury uh, from Kevin King. Now, this this guy's got the height. He's got the athleticism. When healthy, we've seen him match up against, uh, you know, we know he can shut down a number two wide receiver. We've seen him match up against number ones and play very competitive, feisty games against, you know, the Julio Joneses of the world. It's not a matchup I want to see every game when you got Jair as your true number one. But if you have Jair as your number one, Kevin King as your number two, you got a very healthy secondary. I guess I just use healthy in a in a bad four, <laughs> four form though, because this guy can't stay healthy in a hamstring injury on a on a pushed up cornerback like that. I just don't have much faith that this guy's going to play fourteen games, much less sixteen. What do you yeah, guys think? Yeah, what 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 do we do when Kevin King's hurt again? Like who we go from instantly having you know, some depth at cornerback to not having any depth. You know, we got to either start Kadar Holman, Traymond Williams, Josh Jackson, which aren't number two corners. You know, they're solid number threes they're solid backups to fill in when needed. But we it's go from having, Brown. yeah. Yeah. So he's got Alabama, you know, prospect written all over him. That's great. But wasn't he undrafted? Yeah. Well, the good news is if there's anything we know about the Packers defense is they're always healthy. We never lose anybody. We always play first stringers every single season. So I feel feel pretty safe about, you know, maybe this is the year that we don't crack 15 injuries. uh, Hey, hey, week three is when they're going to happen. So just knock on wood. Let's let's cut this from the episode. Edit and post. Edit and post. Hey, so so far, if these are the injuries we'll have, I'd take it. Uh, there, there hasn't been anything season-ending to a star yeah. player. But, you know, Kevin King's concerns me, including Rodgers with the back tightness. You know, we're, we're going to talk about offense next week once we have something to go off of. But a, a 35-year-old with back tight, tightness after not playing a single snap, uh, it's too early for that. I, I'm concerned. Yeah. I, I will say, though, I like Savage, and I'll be the first one to eat crow if he ends up working out because I absolutely hated that pick. It's It just scared me. I thought it was HaHa 2.0. But yeah, other yeah. than that really kind of weird missed tackle in Baltimore, from everything I've seen and everything I've heard, people love his thought process. People mm-hmm. love his athleticism. So, I mean, it could be... I think Amos coming over from uh, Chicago is huge. And then if Savage can be that kind of quality player that you put trust in in the secondary, I actually, I I like the secondary if they they are healthy as maybe one of our strong suits. Yeah. Yeah. And Savage has been playing amazing man coverage in preseason. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Just seeing him cover people just like a blanket. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. Well, I'll tell you, I fired up my first Madden uh, franchise mode, and I've got Savage playing the role of what Josh Jones should have been, a nice third-down middle linebacker, and he's already got a pick in week one, so he's got a promising future ahead of him. Yeah. But, but that, that kind of brings up something on the Josh Jones front, so that you know he's been out with a sickness for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sickness do you think uh, he's got, guys? 
Uh, like, like, <laughs> Any scared of the field? Scared of the field sickness? I mean, yeah, I, I don't is know. Is he have the wrong shut helmet? Is he calling Antonio Brown and trying to make a helmet excuse? <laughs> scared to underperform so he doesn't get signed? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> you know I, on, on one hand, I, I feel bad for Josh Jones. Um, you know, I, I've got a, a take, I guess we'll call it on him, that uh, he's a safety that reached the NFL 10 years too late. You know, a decade ago, a safety at six foot 220 was exactly what you wanted. Uh, he could come down in the box and support the run. He could be that enforcer over the middle and scare receivers from running crossing routes and dig routes. Uh, in today's NFL, it's really been, uh, you know, the rules and policies have changed. The game has changed where that that kind of safety really doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I can think of a couple bigger safeties, uh, like a Landon Collins maybe comes to mind, right? But um, those bigger guys just don't exist anymore. And, and Josh Jones at 220, you know, he doesn't want to make the shift to linebacker, but he's only 10, 15 pounds away from being a, a pass rusher's weight, right, at, two, at 220. So if you look at the other safeties we got on the roster, uh, Savage and Amos are, are going to start as long as they're healthy, right? But you got Tremont Williams, who's a converted corner. That's what they do as they get older. They shift back to safety. Uh, uh, who is it? Raven Green is at 190 or 200 pounds. Ibrahim Campbell is considered probably the slower safety. You kind of think of him as the punisher, out of the remaining safeties, he's 210. So he's still 10 pounds less than Josh Jones. So, you know, I, I really think uh, he got to the NFL 10 years too late. But what do the Packers do with him now? Uh, my guess is this sickness is the Packers telling him, come into camp, you know, instead of holding out and just ruining your future, come into camp, put a couple weeks on tape, then we'll play along with you, you know, call it a sickness, call it a, a tweak ankle, whatever, and and start to look for trade options. And, and one of the ones that is super intriguing, and this is probably a bit of a pipe dream, but you look at the $8 million we freed up from letting go of Mike Daniels. Uh, you look at the way Mercedes Lewis and Equinemia St. Brown haven't been getting much playtime so far, and this could all change if Rodgers actually takes the field uh, this Thursday. But you look at all that with Josh Jones. Um, we got some money. We got three players. Maybe throw in a third to fifth round draft pick if we can get lucky and not have to give away high uh, draft capital. But what if we could go get Clowney for all this? The the Texans don't have. Oh no, Dan! Don't Texans start don't this have a deep safety Don't crew. start the stream chain. Oh god! Texans don't have a deep safety crew. Oh, no. they, if you look at their tight ends, it's embarrassing, quite frankly. And then the wide receivers. Josh was just telling me one of their local uh, Houston beat reporters goes on national radio and's been saying they're looking at the Packer wide receiver core as something to pick off. Yeah, from their joint practice, uh, it, they 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 love some of our. Uh, back of the roster talent at wide receiver shepherd was known to be talking to the wide uh, wide receivers coach while they were there uh so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they pick well, i'm not i'm up. not i'm not saying it ryan but i'm just saying no you might, this is you might owe me a beer perfect. if it happens oh absolutely i, I will buy you a case <laughs> if that happens no okay. doubt in my mind and that's the thing is i, I think you bring please. up a, a good point is i i don't think jones makes this team but I actually like him, even if it's a backup role as a linebacker. I love the idea of him gaining weight, but having hands and yeah. kind of having that 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 middle ground. Uh, I just don't know if he does it. Uh, I just I just don't see it happening. But it seems yeah. like he's not willing to embrace it. So yeah, you gotta get, if you could get anything for him, I'd be happy. The pipe we all would see be it, this. but him. We yeah. all see it, but right, him. right. <laughs> and <laughs> we are the we're the smartest people in the room. And I yeah. again. Duh. We we showed up. We showed up against the Ravens. We got our zero tackles. People need to start listening to us. So look, look the two twenty pound safety is is going the way of the dinosaur in the NFL. It, you just can't be two twenty at safety anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's transition to good old Las Vegas. Not only are we facing the Raiders this week, but just want to go through these prop bets that I found on various sites. Um, these are all active, so if we feel really good about any of these, let's jump on them. All right, put a dollar on it. Let's roll. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which is more likely to occur first this season? And this is all regular season. Ty Summers missing five tackles and a half, or the Bears missing a field goal. <laughs> Ty Summers is currently minus 150. Wait, this is an actual bet? No. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, yo, I got the Bears missing a field goal, and if it's a doink, that's going to be even better. Summers isn't going to see the field. Bolton's Bolton's the presumed second linebacker. So, and now if we're counting special teams missed tackles, that might get a little sticky. But I got the Bears. Yeah, I got the Bears also. Uh, Sum- Summers is a... Uh... I don't think he sees the field until like week six earliest. Uh, but. And we're starting week one in the Windy City. They're just going to miss the first kick and all their worries will come right back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. Was, so over the last 20 years, the Packers have, have an average defensive rating of exactly that average. They finished 16th over the last 20 years. But in the last three years, they float around 22nd in the league over under their final season ranking on defense at 17 and a half. Ooh. It, so is over a number smaller than 17, or is that under? So that would be under. They would be I'm, better. Josh, I'm going to let you start. I'm going under. I uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I, 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 see, I see promise with the young guys, but it is pure hope at this point. It is hope that they actually turn into what we are seeing glimpses of and that they can carry it out. So I'm going under, and I would actually put it at like, 13 and a half. I'd put it, I'd, I'd bet 13 and 13, 13 and a half. I like that number better. And I'd still say under cause they better. That's, that's my reasoning. They better, they put two first round <laughs> draft pick capitals into the defense. They still don't stock up for Rogers with extra weapons. They better be a top 15 defense. So you, uh, oh, so 13 and a half. So you, where, where's the, what's the best they could finish? I, th- I honestly, in my head, I go, they'll, maybe be in 12th. I don't think they go higher. Than that, it, it depends on the turn. It's, it depends on the turnover battle. We've had zero turnovers this year. So if you can increase the turnover battle a little, that increases your overall rating pretty drastically mm-hmm. and sacks, um, which we've been scarce Ooh, of this in your analytics over here. So I think, I think they could crack the top 10 if they just increase no. those two areas. I think, I think, a, I think a nice year there's seven or eight, uh, but that's, Maybe that's healthy. as big of a pipe dream as my Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, yeah, they got to be healthy. We ha- I don't want to break down the schedule, but we have a tough schedule this year too, so that yeah. that could yeah. that could hurt that defense ranking. And it's also tough because they've only finished in the top ten in the last twenty years four times. So we're we're looking at scarce territory there. But yeah, yeah. Next up, sack leader come the end of the season. Clark Ooh. Smith boys. Ooh. Who who are we looking at where we go, yep, this is the person that's going to take it. Oh, I'd love to pick Rayshon <sighs> Gary just to just to get the steam blown <laughs> you out of your You want to shove it in my face, ears. don't you? Yeah. Just to get the no. steam blown out of your face. He ears. will have two sacks, I swear. He's good, he's he's good for four to six. Uh yeah. I gotta go as a Darius Smith. All the all the reviews coming out of training camp or this guy's lighting it up. Uh you know, Preston Smith's not making the headlines. I still have high expectations for him to be a great player for us. But Zadarius Smith's been making all the highlight real plays. It sounds like out of training camp, so uh, that my money's on him. I'll put a solid buck fifty on that one. All right. Oh, I was gonna say him, but I will switch it up and I will go Kenny Clark. I think uh, they're gonna use him in a 
somewhat different way this year. Uh, have him rush a little bit more because he has help on the outside, so he won't have to contain the center as much. Um, but yeah, Kenny Clark. Right. I'll put right, you want to put money on Dean Lowry? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's plus 400. Uh, I believe it's plus 32,000 factual repeats. <laughs> I believe that's the correct number. I hope he doesn't even make the team. We'll cover that uh, in our 53-man roster projections. Um, and the last one we'll kind of do before wrapping up here is over under, uh, or or will they beat the record of Clay Matthews getting 26 passer, uh, you know, late late tackles on the QB? Oh, well, like actual just pass rushes, like influencing the pass, or you mean 26 late hits? Uh, late hits. <laughs> uh, definitely over. We're going to be in their face so much. The way the referees officiate the modern NFL, uh, I'm looking for at least three personal fouls a game. Yeah, I say over too. Too many young guys on the team. They're going to be. Uh, they're going to be punching people in the faces. Yeah, Petten's just going to be a bulldog riling them all up at halftime. Yeah, I can't well, wait. Thanks to get- a lot, guys. This has been a very defensive podcast. Hopefully we have a lot more to talk on offense. Hopefully it's a lot more upbeat. I felt like uh, other than Savage, we got a little down this one. We'll bring it back. There's an opportunity that we get to see a little HBO action this week with the Raiders coming to town. We'll see how much. Hopefully Rodgers is playing. Aaron Jones is back. We'll have a little bit more uh, uh, press in terms of just good things coming out. But we'll see what happens next week. 